Ready for the what? Alright, hold somebody's hands. Let's say this together, our Father. In the name of your Son, Jesus, we receive revelation, we receive directions, we receive instructions that is found in your word as touching your authority. And we say we can walk in it. And we are bold in the name of Jesus. And we say we behold you as we see ourselves in you. Your name alone is glorified. And we are edified. Amen. Amen. Alright. Dominion. Thinking your place in Christ. Let's, let's see if we can finish it this morning. We started that series about three, four weeks ago. And um, Ephesians 1. Let's see if we can um, put a cap to it and pick it up some other time. Ephesians 1. Ephesians 1, verse 17. We've been talking about the Pauline prayers. And we've been looking at it carefully. It says in verse 7, let's start from verse 16. Ephesians 1, verse 16. It says, cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you uh, in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, and revelation in the knowledge of him the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that he may know what is the hope of his calling what the riches of the glory of the inheritance in the saints and what is the exceeding greatness of his power to us who do believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and in every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet, um, and gave him to be head over all things to the church, which is the body, the fullness of him, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. See, I take my place in Christ. And not sounding like you mean it. And not sounding like you mean it. Take my place in Christ. So, and we started this series, I was said in Ephesians 1, verse 17, it says that they will give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. And we said that word knowledge there is from the word epignosis, and it means precise facts. Precise facts. You see, uh, it's, it's like saying you have a precise knowledge, you have a complete understanding, you have a full grasp of it. You see something in Job 42, a lot of people just like rumors about God. Some people come to church or some people are Christians and they just know rumors about God. Go to Job 42 verse 5. Job 42, Job 42 verse 5. It says, are you there? I'll wait for you. It says, I've heard thee by the hearing of my hair, but now my eyes see thee. So, uh, many, people, what, many, people, many people, what they know about Jesus is what people told them. They've never really found out for themselves what the Bible is saying. They've never really found out or studied the scriptures as touching what the scriptures has to say about the identity or about what Christ has done. So there is a difference between ESA and precise knowledge. Because when you have precise knowledge, you have full grasp of the whole thing. It's like saying you watch um, a movie and, uh, 
and the movie it's uh let's say you watch like six uh seasons of that movie uh and you have okay so i'll give you an example of myself i've watched how to get away with, i watch how to get away with mother every year and i can tell you the stories of season one season two season three season four season five season six because when i watch it every year i i it it looks new it looks like it is born again to me you know so <laughs> so i can tell you the story very well i have a full grasp of the movie so in fact as i'm watching it i'm telling myself this is what is about to happen in it and despite i know the suspense i know who is going to die i know who killed who i'm still enjoying it that's full precise knowledge so you know you're watching the movie and you're saying this is a precise knowledge just like this show on netflix who is the mole like you're watching the movie and you know you already know who the mole is and because you have watched it before so you have precise knowledge of all the things they're about to do are you getting what i'm saying but uh, like and yes say just like those of you that have not watched how to get away with murder now you just be like what's what does how to get away with murder mean does it mean that i can kiss somebody and get away with it or what you just be having yeses or maybe they've told you everything about it you just have rumors about it but until you see it before you have a precise knowledge about it so i said that to say that precise knowledge makes you stable in how you think if you have precise knowledge about what Christ has done or about what God has done for you in Christ Jesus, it affects your thinking. It affects your mode of thinking. It changes your perspective. It makes you see the scriptures more clearly. It gives you a new, a new forethought. It gives you a new, a new mode, a new approach to your Christian life. So epignosis must be specific. Epignosis must be fat specific. You must be specific. So what, what was Paul praying in Ephesians 1, go back to Ephesians 1, what was Paul praying? He was praying that the God our Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, we give the Father of glory, may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding being enlightened that you would know, so that you would know. So Paul's prayer was very specific. His prayer was very, very specific. So he was specific to a direction. Because if you read in verse 19, he says, And what is the exceeding so that he says, So you will know what is the exceeding greatness of his power. Towards what? Towards us who believe according to the working of his mighty power. So that shows upon the resurrection there is power made available to the believer. He says that you will know the exceeding greatness of his power towards world who believe. That is, there is something within you more than what the eyes can see. There is something within you more than what an extreme machine can see. There is something within you more than what uh, the doctors have said. There is something within you and that is the God on the inside of you. That has power. He says, what is the exceeding greatness of his power towards what who believe according to the working of his mighty power? In verse 20, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. And I've explained to us that he focuses on power with five powerful words. He uses the word exceeding greatness of his power. He uses the word working of his mighty power. You will see those words there, effectua. Effectual working of a spa. You see five words, five powerful words. And we addressed that in our previous sessions. And we said those words are megathos, kraktos in the Greek. And um, 
Megatos, Kraktos, uh, Upa Balon, and we said Upa Balon is to throw beyond Thaget to 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 reach a height. To to it's like saying you want to use. Um, I said I give an example. I said if you want to use, you want to kill an insect here, you bring in a tractor to kill an insect. So he gives he gives you a description of God's power walking with the believer. So what happened to Jesus is that he rose in power. What happened to Jesus is that he rose in power. Effective, which he wrought in Christ. He rose in power. So in verse 20, it says, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead. So Jesus rose with power. So it was effective, when, and that power was effective when Jesus rose from the dead. You won't see this power in the four Gospels. No, you won't see it. What you will see in the four Gospels, that is Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, uh, is how Jesus anointed, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth, at 10 verse 38, who went about doing good, healing the sick, and, and healing all manner of sicknesses, for God was with him. That's what you will find in the four Gospels. In the four Gospels, you will see uh, how they use the power of Hathorny. Like they are using something in my name. Like, okay, take this, go do this in my name. He gave them the power of Hathorny. But when Jesus rose from the dead, there was a difference. He is called Christ because he rose from the dead. The prayer focuses on Jesus' resurrection from the dead. In Ephesians 1, you will see the prayer focusing on Jesus' resurrection from the dead. So when we look at the four Gospels, we are looking at him. We are looking at Jesus. But when we look at the epistles, we are looking at you. You are seeing yourself in him. You are seeing yourself in his reality. You are seeing yourself in what he has done. So that means his death is my death. His resurrection is my resurrection. His life is my life. If he rose in power, I have the power. Does it make sense to you? If he rose in power, I have the power. But in the four Gospels, he was the only one doing it. Right? He was the only one doing it. Then he gave his disciples the power. But in the four Gospels, any man, in the epistle, sorry, any man who has believed in him, that man has the power. In fact, he lives in the power. In fact, the power is at work on the inside of him. So, a believer is not stranded with power. Tell your neighbor, say, a believer, a believer. you're not sounding like you mean it, is not stranded with power. So the four Gospels looks at him. The four Gospels look at Jesus. It looks as he walked. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth. Who went about doing good, healing no manner of sicknesses. For God was with him. But when you come into the epistles in your study, you will see yourself in him. You will see the identification. You will see the unifying identification that you have with him. You will see what God has done in Christ Jesus. And that shapes your identity. That shapes your purpose. That shapes your life. That gives you a new sense of being. That gives you a new sense of a new sense of identity. That wow, I am born again and I am born again with power. I am born again and I walk with the almightiness of his power. And I told us in this series, I said, Jesus, God used all his power to raise Jesus from the dead. So that means when Jesus rose from the dead, he rose with all the power and he has given the church. He has given me the power. He has given you the power. So when we read and he says, 
when Paul was praying in that prayer in Ephesians 1, he says, The God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. Epignosis, a full fact. You have a full fact, a full insight, not an half-baked truth, not an half-baked theology, not a rumor about it, not something. You will, have, you will come to that knowing of the of the hope of his calling the riches of his glory in the heritage and the saints and the exceeding greatness of his power towards what we believe according to the working of his mighty power which he wrought in christ when he raised him from the dead so that shows there is something available for the believer upon resurrection upon the resurrection there is something available for the believer because the believer is not ordinary the believer ceases to be ordinary. The very minute he becomes born again, he ceases to be ordinary. The very minute you and I receive the gospel of Christ, our life changed. Something changed within us. We cease to be ordinary. The power of God began to work on our inside, affecting our mental faculties, affecting our spirit. You know, it takes a new shape of us. It takes a new hold of us. It gives us a sense of purpose, a sense of direction, a sense of, you know, it gives us that life. You know, it gives us that journey, that, that, that experience. It's a wish he wrote in Christ when he raised him from the dead. And set him at his own right hand in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power, might, dominion, and in every name that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet. So Jesus is seated in the right hand of the Father. Jesus is seated on the right hand of the Father. So are you seated there? Look at in Ephesians 2 verse 6. Ephesians 2 verse 6. It says, And hath raised us up together. What? Let's read it together. Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. And he has raised us up together. And do what? Made us sit together in heavenly places where? In Christ Jesus. So that means where are you right now? You are seated with him, right? Where? In heavenly places where? In Christ. So, if we say Jesus is seated at the right hand of the Father, can we say the believer is also there? Can we say he's also there? Yes, he's there. Because of what Jesus did upon the resurrection. The believer is there. So, Jesus is seated on high, on the right hand of the Father. So, that's why in Mark 16 verse 15, Mark 16 verse 15, Mark 16 verse 15, it says, Look at what he says in Mark 16 verse 15. He says, And he said to them, Go ye into the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He that is baptized shall be saved, and, but he that believeth not shall be damned. In verse 17 he says, And these signs shall follow them that believe. He says, In my name they shall cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. If they drink any deadly thing, it shall not off them. And they shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. It says, in my name. That word in my name means in my account. So when he raised up, when he was risen from the dead, he gave us a name. In Matthew 28 verse 18, it says, all power is given to me in heaven and in earth. So he has given the believer that same authority. So when he says, in my name, it means what? In my account. That is, I will do this on my account. I can do this on his account. Because the name of Jesus refers to his office. 
his office. It's just like the President of the United States. He doesn't have to be here physically, but if he sends his seal, it's as though he's here, right? If he doesn't have to come here physically to this church, imagine the President of America coming to Supernatural Community Church on a Sunday morning. I mean, this place is going to be filled up. Uh, there's going to be cameras outside. There's going to be um, security services all across Rochester this morning. There's going to be, uh, name it, right? There's just going to be um, so many convoy outside. Um, Force 59, Force Rochester, uh, CNN, um, the, the President of the United States is coming to Athens, Supernatural Community Church service, Sunday service in the morning. And he's not going to sit in the front seat. We're going to put him at the back. So I say, why? It's our church. <laughs> I was just joking. <laughs> we won't give him a special seat. we just say, um, can you sit down there? Worship with us and sing in the beauty of holiness with us. <laughs> you know. But anyway, I'm just joking. I mean, so if he's here, or if he doesn't come, and he just sends maybe a chief of staff, and the chief of staff holds his seal, it means he's here, right? It means he has come. Even if he doesn't come and he sends his biro or his, his pen or his, uh, his seal with maybe just a secret service or whatever, just go there and let them know that I'm around. He has sent, so that, that means he is as though he is present. So that means, so now, when we say in the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus is an office. Jesus doesn't have to be physically here for us to use his name. He has given us that name. So we can do anything on his account. It's like saying we are using his credit card. We are swiping his credit card in Target, swiping his credit card in Walmart, swiping his credit card in um, Ultra Beauty, swiping his credit card in Sephora, swiping his credit card in Zara, swiping his credit card in uh, Caris, swiping his credit card in Itwichi, swiping his credit card in. Swiping his credit card in. in uh, what's name them? Swiping his credit card everywhere. But we are using it on his account. So when he says in the name of Jesus, it means in his account, in his office. It is not talking about. So it, some people say when we say, they say because now you are born again, uh, you can change your name. This or that. Some people now say my name is now Ayomide Christ. No, or Chiamaka Jesus, Chi Jesus. No, or <laughs> some people. I remember when we were growing up, then some people changed their name. They say. Um, I don't know how to become. I don't know how to become. Uh, I don't know how to become. I don't want to become my name. I want to become Christ because he, he, he died for me. He, uh, he, he, what he did in Christ is just, I now have his identity. I have his name. I live in his name. So because of that, they will not say, My name is Ayomide Christ. My name is Chi Jesus. Or in the day, Amaka Jesus. <laughs> that was what it was. <laughs> or Joy Christ. <laughs> or Flow Christ. You know, Flores, Flow, 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 Flow. Or Godwin, Jesus. No, mm, that was not good. <laughs> or GJ. Or, no, no, it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> so when he says so he's not talking about changing your name no he's not he's not he's not talking about changing your name 
So, I have a friend. That's why he changed his name. His name is, to today, we still call him Ayobide Christ. Imagine. His name is Ayobide Odifade. He said, no. That was like, Onifa means the one that has, um, Ifa in Yoruba means um, an idol. So, you know, say, so when, so the meaning of Onifade means, I feel like he's going to hear this up there. I don't care. Anyway, Onifade, <laughs> it means that idol has come. The one that carries the idol has come. So he said, no, I'm born again now. I don't have to use that one. My name is not Ayomide Christ. <laughs> Till today, that's what they still call him. Ayomide Christ. <laughs> I don't care if he hears this anyway. <laughs> so he's not talking about changing your name. It is, it means, it means in my name, in my name means in my authority. So when he says, so when you read in the book of John and he says, in my name, they shall cast out the word in Mark 16, in my name, it's going to mean in my authority, on my account, right? Like I'm charging a credit card, right? Like I'm charging, uh, like I'm charging his credit card, free of charge, just swiping, swiping. No, no, let's not use credit card, so it don't look like he's owing, like debit card, just swiping, 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 you know? I mean, if you watch Mr. Beast here on YouTube. Oh, that that guy! I, I hope to see him someday, so that so that he can give me free money. <laughs> I mean, that guy just gives out. If I just watched a video yesterday night, how now he spent almost a five hundred thousand dollars on a private jet. Jesus, you no, know, just to fly and just record on the camera. That's all, Lou. Just to fly to Florida and come back. Hey, my Lord, how I go? I wonder where they get this money from. I think I need to start a YouTube channel. So very soon, don't be surprised when you see, hi guys, um, welcome back to my YouTube channel. My name is uh, Ayomide Christ. Um, <laughs> I, I was just like, uh, my, my YouTube channel will just be um, behind the scene of a preacher's life. So hey guys, look at my sermon notes. See, I'm recording my sermon notes. This is what I'm going to be preaching today. Uh, which other thing would I do? Then I would tell somebody to record me into the... Get ready with me. Then I'll get to the restroom. This I preacher baths. This I preacher um watches his face. This I do my skincare. Um, this is the clothes I'm wearing today. Guys, do you think it fits me? Um, I think my clothes is too tight, guys. What do you see? <laughs> I wonder how those guys do it. Say, so, I think my clothes is too tight. Well, whatever. They're just going to, they're just going to, they're just going to enjoy the flow. Then. I will not tell someone to record me as I enter my office upstairs. Then I'll enter. So, guys, this is my office. Um, another Sunday morning this morning. Um, so, as Sister Iwa was leading prayer this morning, I'll just say, I'll just, I'll have talked to the camera. So, guys, 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 prayer is going. I'm about to go and preach. Wish, wish me luck. Wish me luck. Wish me luck. I'll, I'll see you when I'm done. I'll see you when I'm done. So when I'm done, I'll say, okay, guys, it was a great service today. People were there. I'll say, all right, let me show you Spinet. They will now show this service of our saying Godwin Christ. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I, I wish I could do stuff like that, though, but I'm too shy to do it. I'll say, hi, guys, welcome back. And then I'm making Mr. Beast money. Then I have 100 million subscribers. More than 100 million subscribers. Imagine. And that's because people want free money. So in case they meet him someday and he asks them, because that's one of the first questions he will ask, are you subscribed to my YouTube channel? <laughs> so if you, so that, if you are not subscribed, you can't win free money. So are you subscribed to my YouTube channel? Yes, so you are take. 50, that's how he gives the money, $50,000, like that. 
10,000 dollars. Crazy. I don't know why he's not in Rochester. I mean, we should, we should bring him to Rochester. <laughs> okay. So, imagine I meet Mr. Beast and I'm swiping his account. Wow. <laughs> Man, I've, I can't imagine what I'll first buy. Let me first thing. Hmm. Tesla will be so good. Maybe like $17,000. You know, one day I was looking at, I, I just went to Tesla website, just trying to try my feet. And so I was trying to act on the scripture. So, ah, evidence of thing not seen. So I, I just went to Tesla, started going through, going through, going through, picked the model of the car I want, did everything. So they just told me, pay. How much is it? They said, and you can do Apple Pay, $70,000. Ah, I looked at my account. My account doesn't even look like $70. <laughs> Man, those, imagine I just customized the car to my name. If I buy a Tesla like this, none of you will rest in this church. In this projector, you don't be seeing pastor coming down from Tesla. <laughs> I was just joking. I was just joking. All right, let's continue. All right. He says, uh, in my name. So when he says in my name, it means in my authority, right? It means in my, on my account. Look at Matthew 16. Matthew 16. Matthew 16. This is, let's see from verse 18. Matthew 16, verse 18. It says, And I say unto thee, that thou Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. In other says, I give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven. It says, I give you. So that means you, you have been given the keys of the kingdom of heaven. And it says, Whatsoever thou shalt bind on it shall be bound in heaven. Whatsoever thou shalt lose on it shall be loosed in heaven. It says, I give you the keys. That word keys there means access to authority. So you and I have been given the access to our authority. So the very minute we believe the gospel, we have access to our authority. We have access. So we have received the keys. So somebody will say, oh, you know, okay, what, so, so what's the Bible about? This other? I tell people, I say, the Bible won't, this be, won't, this, won't be this big if it is not talking about something. You just have to feed on it and study it. So he says he has given us access, access, access to our authority. Access. That in Ephesians 1, which he says, far above all principalities and power. So we have been given access. We have been given access to our authority. In that Ephesians 1, in the prayer of Paul, he says that in verse 21, he says, far above all principalities and power, might, dominion, and in every name there is name. Not only in this world, but in that which is to come. So, we, we and Jesus, we are in the same place now, like I said before. So, he has given us access. Just the same way he has authority, he has given us that same authority. So, you and I, and because he is far above our principalities and power, you and I are there too. So, yeah, and that's why, by grace, we are saved. So, you and I, salvation is not by works. In Ephesians 2, verse 8, it says, For by grace, you are saved, not of yourself, is the gift of God. So, Jesus came to place, Jesus came to, to give us access. He came to give us authority. He came to give us the, the same thing he has. He came to give us that. That's why you need to study your Bible. 
the more you study the scriptures, is the more you understand it. Some people just think the Bible is just about a story of, okay, this, da, 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 da. If the Bible is just about a story like that, the Bible won't be that big. <laughs> it's big for a reason. There won't be 66 books. It's 66 books so that you can study it. So, Jesus came to the place. So, Jesus came so that we can have access to the Father. Access to authority. So, the prayer of Paul in this Ephesians 1 is so that you can express and take your place in Christ. So that you can express and take your place in Christ. All the prayers of Paul are specific. In Colossians 1 prayer, specific. Philemon 1 prayer, specific. It's very specific. So it is necessary for me to know what happened to Jesus. Because what happened to Jesus when he rose to the, from the dead happened to me. So as we study in our study of the scripture, what happened to Jesus? We are studying what happened to us. We are studying what happened to us. I was talking to somebody last night and I was explaining Romans 6. Let's go to Romans 6. Go to Romans 6. Let's see. It. Let's see. Let's, let's Romans 6 from verse 3. Romans 6 from verse 3. Are you there? It says, Know ye not that so many of us, as we are baptized into Jesus Christ, we are baptized into his death. Therefore, we are buried with him by baptism unto, into death. And just like as Christ raised up from the dead, by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. So he says, so look at what he says in verse 3. He says, we were baptized into Jesus Christ, into his death. So that shows we died with him. So what happened to Jesus happened to us. I tell people, I say, if you know what happened to you the very minute you got born again, you will appreciate your salvation. You died, you were buried. The same thing that happened to Jesus happened to you. So look at what he says. In verse 4, he says, Therefore we were buried with him by baptism unto death, that as like Christ raised up from the dead, from the dead, from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in the newness of life. So we are walking in the newness of life now as a reason of what Christ has done by his death, by his burial and his resurrection. In verse 5, he says, For we have been planted together in the likeness of his death. And we shall also be what? Let's read it together. We shall also be what? In the likeness of his what? Resurrection. So when I study, when I see what happened to Jesus, I'm seeing what happened to what? What happened to me? I'm seeing what happened to me. So, why was Paul praying that prayer in Ephesians 1? That, your, that the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ may give unto us the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. That your eyes of understanding be enlightened so that you will know the hope of his calling, the riches of his grace, the inheritance. The in that sense, what is the exceeding greatness of his power? Towards what do believe, according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when he raised him from the dead, far above all principalities and power, might, dominion, and everything that is named, not only in this world, but in that which is to come. And he has put all things under his feet. The head of the. So, what happened to Christ happened to me. So, those prayers are for my eyes to be opened, they are for my eyes to be opened, so that I will see. Look at in Luke 10. Luke 10. Luke 10. 
verse 19. Luke 10, verse 19. Look at what Jesus said here. Or oh, we start from verse 18. Luke 10. He says, And he said unto them, I beat Satan as lightning fall from heaven. That was speaking about something that will happen. Jesus was speaking about something that I beat Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Look at what he now says in verse 19. He says, Behold, I give you power to tread upon serpent and scorpion and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by what? Nothing shall by enemies. It says, Behold. That word behold means see, guys. See this. Behold means see. I give you power. So, are you powerless? Are you powerless? No. You got power on your inside. And how did the power come? By the reason of the resurrection, right? By the reason of you being born again, right? That is how he came. So when we pray, it's just like when, when, when we're leading us in prayer, later in the morning, we're praying that we can be able to understand what the scriptures are saying. Those are prayers you pray with all your heart. So that your minds are open to grab it. The greatest problem of man is ignorance. One of the greatest problems of man is ignorance. Is ignorance. I was explaining this, I think in this series, and I said, just imagine your, pa- your father was Mr. Beast. And he had all the money saved up somewhere. And uh, he just told you, he just texted you in this service and said, Hey guys, um, and you just checked your watch and you just saw, um, I'm actually very rich. I got a private jet. I've got a, a billion dollars in our basement that I just was keeping for you so that when you get to your sophomore year in school, you would get it or when you maybe maybe when you finish your college i'll give you you know if i tell you that today if if you just see that message on your watch today you check it again you just go to the restroom and check it again you just excuse yourself and go to the restroom and check it again then you will come back to the service different knowing your reality you will sit down like A billion dollars. So as I'm talking, I say, you have power. You say, yes, I have power. <laughs> that, but it's because, you're, it's because you were told. How many of you have had issues where you just didn't know certain things and you just suddenly found out? How many of you, how many of you have been in that situation? You didn't know certain things and you found out and that just changed your mindset. How many of you? How many of you? Have been, yeah, it has, it, has happened so, it has happened to me too. So that I'm looking for something. How many of you have found money in your, in, in your pocket before? Like, ha, so I had this money. And you're just like, and the money is big or not um, $2 or $3. There was a time I just saw like, maybe $100 in my pocket. What I like, wow, so I'm this rich. I just started thinking. I just started thinking. <laughs> myself. You know, that just changed your identity. So imagine... That prayer that Paul says, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, we flood your eyes with light. <laughs> we flood your eyes with illumination. That your eyes will know. That your heart will behold it. As you see yourself in him, your eyes will see it and grab it. That is what the prayer is all about. So when you pray the Pauline prayers, we have a material there, you should pick it on your way home and read it. Pauline prayers part one, Pauline prayers part two. When you pick the prayers 
and you are praying it, the Colossians one prayer, that your love may abound yet more and more in all knowledge and in discernment. You are praying for your love work. The Ephesians 3 prayer, the Philippians 1 verse 6 prayer, the communication of your faith become effectual by the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. The Philippians 1 9 prayer, the Colossians 1 9, the Spirit give you wisdom and spiritual understanding. So imagine you are praying that for yourself. Your eyes will open. Look at what Jesus was saying in this look like. He says, See, I give you power. So you are not powerless. Tell your neighbor, say, You are not powerless. He says, I give you power to tread upon serpents and scorpions over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. So he said, He had put all things under your feet. Go back to Ephesians 1. Go back to that Ephesians 1. That's the prayer. That's the prayer. So when we pray that for ourselves, our minds are open. Our eyes is opened. We can see what Christ has done. Because when we see what Christ has done for us, we are seeing ourselves, right? When we see what Christ has done, we see ourselves, right? So he says, yes, we should rot in Christ. Verse 20, we should rot in Christ. When he raised him from the dead, I said him as so right down. In heavenly places, far above all principalities, power, might, dominion, and in every name that is named, but not only in this world, but in that which is to come. But he has put all things under his feet. When he says he has put all things under his feet, that place, that word under your feet, it was taken from Psalm 110, verse 1. Let's let's do it. Psalm 110, verse 1. Let's study what that means. Psalm 110, verse 1. When he says under your feet. Psalm 110 verse 1. 110 verse 1. Are you there? It says. Psalm 110 verse 1. You should be there. It says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit thou at my right hand until I make thy enemies thy fools too. That word first two has two application and one meaning. Look at let's look at where it was used in First Chronicles twenty-eight, verse two. First Chronicles twenty-eight, verse two. We are tracing the word. It will make sense when we see it. When we walk through the scriptures and we look at how that word was used, that word first two will make sense. Look at First Chronicles twenty-eight, verse two. You should be there. First Chronicles twenty-eight, verse two. It says. Are you there? It says, Then David the king stood up upon his feet and said, Hear me and my brethren and my people, as for me, I had in my heart to build the house of the to build an house for the rest of the ark of the covenant of the Lord and for the footstool of our God, and had made ready for the beauty. He used the word footstool of our God. Because the word footstool means submission. But let's look at Psalm 99 verse 5. Psalm 99 verse 5. Let's look at how it was used again. So that we'll trace the word properly. Psalm 99 verse 5. Psalm 99 verse 5. It says, Exhort ye the Lord our God. Are you there? I'll wait for you. 
Psalm 99 verse 5, you should be there, right? It says, Exhort ye the Lord our God, and worship at his what? His footstool. So when we say footstool now, it means his feet, right? Uh-huh. For he is holy. Okay, look at Psalm 132 verse 7. Psalm 132 verse 7. So when you see that word footstool in the scripture, you'll be able to apply it well. Psalm 132 verse 7. It says, We will go into his tabernacles. You should be there, right? It says, and we will worship what? At his footstool. All right, look at it in Isaiah 66, verse 1. Isaiah 66, verse 1. Look at what it says. Are you there? It says, Thus said, I'll wait for you. Thus said the Lord. You should be there, right? Isaiah 66, verse 1. It says, Thus said the Lord, heaven is my throne, and the earth is my what? Footstool. For where the house which ye build upon me are the place of my rest. Look at Lamentations 2 1. Lamentations, do I want to cry? No. <laughs> Lamentations 2 1. Because the word first two is used for submission, something that is under your authority. Are you getting what I'm saying? Susto means submission, something that is under your authority. Look at if uh, Lamentations 2 1 it says, How hath the Lord covered the daughter of Zion with a cloud of anger and cast down from heaven and unto the head the beauty of Israel? And remember not his words. His footstool in the day of his anger. So when we say use, use the word footstool, footstool was used for submission. Something that is under your authority. So when he says, let's go back to that Ephesians 1. Now it will make sense. Let's go back to Ephesians 1. Let's go back there. To Ephesians 1. Let's go back there. He says, uh, We shall rot in Christ. And raising for the roof right there. I said that I saw that I level it far above all my principalities about. Look at verse 22. And he has put all things under his what? Feet. So can we say under your authority? Submission, right? Right, guys? Okay, cool. So because when he says full stool, it means something that is under your authority. It's used for a conquest. Something that you so a, a full stool can be a full stool can also be given to positive things also. Because it means something that is within your domain, something that is within your control. Look at it, that Luke 10, verse 19. Let's check that Luke 10, verse 19 again. It says, I give you power. Go back there, Luke 10, 19. You should be there, right? I'll wait for you. Are you enjoying this? You're not sounding like you mean it. Someone say, No, <laughs> I'm just. <saying. laughs> Alright, look at verse 19. It says, Behold, I give you power to tread upon Sabbath and Scorpion and over all the power of the enemy, and nothing shall by any means hurt you. It says, I give you power. I give you the authority to tread upon Sabbath and Scorpion, to trample upon them. That's the word tread, to trample upon them. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. So when he says, I give you authority to trample, to crush, that word trample, that word, uh, that word tread, it means to trample, to crush, to treat with disrespect, to treat the other person without dignity. And I, and I believe it's the devil we can treat that way. You know, it's only the devil you can use abusive words on. Like, you wicked, evil Satan. You Bastard, idiot, Satan. You, you know, it's the only the devil you can use those words on. 
He has a rubbish, rubbish, you know, dummy. You dummy, Satan. You know, you, you can use <laughs> you can, Get out of here, dummy, Satan. And you Satan you are talking to. It's only Satan you can use those words for you. Don't go and tell your neighbor, say, get out of here, dummy. Or go and tell your roommate. <laughs> If they call police on you, I'm not deal. <laughs> so it means to give you authority to crush, to trample, to treat with disrespect. So when you are treading upon them, you are treating them with respect, disrespect. To treat the other person without dignity. Look at how it was used. Luke 21, verse 24. Luke 21, verse 24. Let's look at I let's look at a narrative of how it was used. Luke 21, verse 24. It says, look at, look at it. It says, and they shall fall by the head of the sword. And they shall be led away captive into all nation. And Jerusalem, look at how it says this. And Jerusalem shall be what? Trodden down of the Gentiles until the time of the Gentiles. It says, Jerusalem will be trodden down. That means trampled, to treat without disrespect. So that means, when it says in that Ephesians 1, under his feet, under his feet we mean under his what? Authority. Good. Authority means order is authority. So to trample means to treat without respect. We have the right to crush Satan. We can treat him without respect. We can disgrace him. Colossians, Philippians was a have a spoil principality and power. He made sure of them openly triumphing over them in defeat. He, we can trample over them. So in Psalm 8, verse 4. So when he says under his feet, it means under my authority. Look at in Psalm 8, verse 4. Psalm 8, verse 4. It says, What is man that thou art mindful of him, the son of man that thou visited him? In verse 5, it says, Thou hast made him lower than the angels, uh, and crowned him with glory, honor, and thou hast made him to what? Have dominion over the work of their hands. He has given him dominion. So the dominion, so it's just so what happened to Adam is that the dominion of Adam will be seen in his authority. You look at Romans 5 verse 17. The dominion of Adam will be seen in his authority. Romans 5 verse 17. Reverend Kingsley will say too many scriptures is good for your health. He says, For if one by, if for by one man's offense, that reigned by one, much more they which receive grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in what? In life by one Jesus Christ. So the, we are reign and see, look at in look at in Revelations 9, verse 10. Revelations 9, verse 10. Revelations 9, verse 10. It says, and they had, I'll wait for you. Is it, are you there now? Revelations 9 verse 10. It says, and they had tails like unto scorpions, and they were stinging their tails. And their power was to what? Ultimate five months. It says their power. That's like their authority. Their dominion. Look at Revelations 5 verse 10. Revelations 5 verse 10. Just backtrack a bit. Revelations 5 verse 10. Look at it. Let's read it together. One to go. No, I'll wait for you. One to ready go. And he has made us unto our God, kings and priests, and we shall reign what? On earth. So he has made us kings and priests so that we can do what? Reign on earth. And that's because we have power, right? 
That's because we have dominion, right? That's because we know how to take our place in Christ, right? As a reason of what Christ has done upon the resurrection, right? All right. So, we are not reigning over believers or non-believers. I've told you. The kingdom of this world is, the president is the king, is the, is, is, uh, the president of the United States rules the affairs of the United States. So, you cannot say, oh, because I have authority, I'm higher than the president of the United States. I did not teach you that. If, if FBI catch you, <laughs> you have yourself to blame. <laughs> I think they've arrested Trump. I, I think I think they're trying to arrest him because he's trying to upturn the government. <laughs> how many Republicans are in this church? So I know how to talk. Nobody. Ah, thank you, Lord. So I can feel free. <laughs> okay, I'm just joking. No, I used to work for I work for their campaign, and I was not a Republican, but I did it for the money. That was. Yes, ago. Ah, I'm recorded. Ha, ah, Jesus. Okay, let's continue. I have. <laughs> I reign over believers. So we are not reigning over believers or non believers. No. But we are reigning over the enemies. Hope you know you got enemies. So I say, no, your enemy is not your roommate. Too. Your roommate, your enemies are not Chelsea fans. We even though they are my enemies, but they are not. <laughs> my enemies are not. Uh, Ah, uh, um, people that don't support your 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 club, no. Your enemies is the devil. Your enemy is the devil. So we have principalities of power. So we reign over the enemies. Are you getting what I'm saying? You are not reigning over your fellow believers or non-believers. I reign over you. I take my place with you. Ah, uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> it's over. Any, you know, you just come to somebody because maybe somebody is eating. You see. Yeah, I fake my place. Give me your food. I remember when we were in boarding house. I, I don't know why some of you didn't go to boarding house. So it, it's quite difficult for me to explain this. Uh, that's the boast. That's the that's the best time we used uh, seniority the most in school. In uh, in so let me tell you let me tell you the story very well so that you can understand. So in Africa, there's a way we school high school, middle school. Uh, elementary, some elementary school have boarding houses, I guess. I think, but not all. But mostly high schools. So, so we, so they, they put us in like a camp, you know, what, what they call camping. So th that's what we call boarding house, like hostels. So we just wake up in the morning, go to class. We all eat together. We do chapel together. We do, um, um, uh, we do, it's like a private university. Let me use that word. Where you just do everything together. They will ring the bell for uh, for dining. They will ring the bell for this. So in that in, in, in high school, you know, in the high school setting of the United States, there is the first year, the sophomore, uh, the junior, and the senior. So that senior, <laughs> my Lord and my God. So in that senior, there is... Um, senior prefect, you know, like how you people have prom king, prom queen, head of school. Do you guys do have stuff like that? They, they just control the school, right? The prom king and the prom queen, they are kind of like the head of all the students. Or is that, is that not how it is? I didn't do high school here, so I don't know how it is. So, but there's just one person, and so there's an head boy and there's an head girl that controls all the students in the school. 
So it's called senior prefect. Now, I feel like I'm telling you a story, but that's what happens in Africa. I believe most part of Africa. But I'm, um, yeah. It happens to you guys, please, now, in Ghana. Uh, okay, cool. So now, <laughs> so, uh, so, wait, in Tanzania, does it happen? Does it happen in Tanzania? It doesn't happen. You would do body school in Tanzania. It's not, it's not for government school, we're private schools. Oh, okay. okay, cool. So most part of Africa, so that I will not make mistake. But in Nigeria, it's, it's prominent. So now, there's Ed Boy, there's Ed Girl, there's Social Prefect, there's Dining Prefect, there's Games Prefect, there is Library Prefect, there is Health Prefect, Labor Prefect are the most wicked ones. Because Labor, they will give you grass to go and cut like... Use you know these people that mow. You guys use mow. Mm, we use cutlass. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you just mow the feet. No, you wake up in the morning and you you tie your head with bandana and you go and cut with cutlass. So your hands will have stripes. <laughs> stripes of the Lord. my hands is hard today because I've slapped people one. I've also <laughs> I also did some hard stuff. So now. So there's all of those prefects, and they control the school. So if you are in the senior year, you are a boss. Like your authority is, is like Jesus on it. Is your, your your authority is like is like the president of the United States. Like at your entrance, juniors tremble. Like people in their first year tremble. I'm sure you guys don't understand because you guys live in the Western world. Or like we, if I come into a class everywhere quiet, I just I just pocket my hand. I just maybe I enter like so we call so this is how do they do it? There's a JSS one class, there's JSS two, JSS three, SS one, SS two, SS three. So JSS means junior secondary school, junior secondary school class, junior secondary school two, junior secondary school two class three. Uh, senior secondary school class one, senior secondary school class two. So it's like saying middle school is junior school, high school is senior secondary school. Do you get it? Okay, cool. So now that's middle school. I will go to middle school, and because I'm a senior and I'm a prefect, just at my entrance, if they were talking or making noise, everybody keep quiet. Senior, best, so they they have to put senior on your name. So if your name is um. If your name is um, Godwin now, they say Senior Godwin. Senior Godwin is here. Senior Godwin is here. In fact, if you do not put senior on your name, you know, it's a problem. And disrespectful juniors, we, we what's this? Godwin. Ah, come here. Lie down. And you can flog them with cane. Like, it's, you know, you guys call it violence. It's not violence. In, it's not violence the way we came from. It's normal. It's a norm. You know, say, why are you maltreating me? No. It's a normal thing. Like, you, you take cane. It's called koboko. You take cane. You flog. Ah, you guys, ah. Oh. So, what, what I'm trying to drive to, I'm trying to show you authority. Because that's the, be that's the only thing on my head. <laughs> because I know, I remember when I was in high school. Oh. My authority was enormous. I was... I was the dining prefect and the social prefect. So my, I, I work every day because as a dining prefect, everybody has to eat every day. Every morning, afternoon, night, I'm working. So 
I have to go to each person's class. So even if the teacher is teaching at 2 p.m., 2 p.m. is our afternoon dining. Even if the teacher is still teaching at 2 p.m., just at my entrance into the class, the child will beg me and say, sorry, sir. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I will release them soon. So I'll say, please, sir. Please. <laughs> please, release them. <laughs> Let them come and eat. Please. Or oh, else I'll finish their food in the dining. So all of the children will say, please, sir, please, sir. Allow us go. <laughs> so the power was too much. It was too much that when I was in SS3, it was doing me somewhere that I don't wish to leave. Because I can't imagine going back and I cannot use the power. Imagine leaving school and you can't use that kind of power again. And your juniors now, they will not be... Sometimes I go to meetings, conferences, and I see some of my juniors that they are calling me uh, Ayo. Ah! I'm like, you dare not some years ago. You know, <laughs> you dare not do that some years ago. How dare you call me that? Some of them say, Ah, Ayo, Alpha, my guy. Me, I'm not your guy. Ah! <laughs> so, the power was too much. So that you can tell somebody, kneel down. Raise up your hand and close your eyes. I don't wash my school uniform. No. I don't think I ever washed my school uniform as it. They wash it for me. I don't pick it. Let it be ready by let it be ready by 2 p.m. That's authority. I'm teaching you authority. Pick it. Let it be ready by 2 p.m. Ironed. Okay, sir. Thank you, sir. That's all. Sometimes if you're even hungry, if you are hungry, maybe in the midnight and you're just hungry. You just carry your cup and go to a junior room. Where's your provision? Give me your cornflakes. Put it somewhere here. You, do you have sugar? Put it somewhere here. You have me. Put it. You have water. Put it. And you leave. <laughs> so imagine that kind. Imagine now leaving school. And it's now your mother that is doing the authority for you. <laughs> <laughs> so I remember when I finished school, my mother is telling me, Ah, would you stand up? I'm like, Ha! Ah, what the hell is this? Telling me to stand up. No junior dare wake me up. If they want to wake up, they will need down. Please, Senior Bessie, please stand up. Senior Bessie, please. Senior Bessie. <laughs> no, but I wasn't the wicked one. I was at least good. But there was one boy. He was the Eniola. He was he was the senior boy. And his head, we used to call him Shishidodo. He was his his head was somehow. Oh, if Eniola does do anything like this, come here. That's all. Come here. And he was the senior boy. So as a senior boy, he has more authority than I do. But we do it to our light apple. <laughs> Which authority? We are both prefects. <laughs> so he was like that. So that's authority. So imagine using authority on just junior boys. Small people. How much more the devil that has been crushed? That has been defeated. Are you seeing it? Yes, exactly. That's what I was trying to get to. <laughs> ah, but I remember when I get when I especially when I you know when you're in junior class, school when you're in like middle school, you're not feeling like going. To, I don't even know when you're in middle school, you don't like school that much. But when you get to that senior, I don't even notice that senior class is the time you like school the most. You don't even wish to leave. Even if they tell you they say holiday, you are still in school. All the days we don't go home, we're just, we're just there. We don't, uh, are, why are you going? Stay back and wash my uniform. Please, senior, my mother is ready outside. Well, eh, go and tell her you want <laughs> So it was, it was like that. So that's just a bit of, um, 
uh, authority. <laughs> so did you learn something about that story? So when you want to remember authority, remember boarding school. How if you have boarding school experience and you use the seniority well? I'm sure you flogged Junior. He looked like someone that flogged Junior. <laughs> he looked like someone that flogged the Junior. Ah, we used to flog Junior. We, it's now I, I hear stories in my school now. Stories that they say flogging is disallowed. They've abused it too much. I say, yeah, sorry. <laughs> I hear stories from people that say stories flogging is disallowed. But then you can tell a junior to lie down for hours, and the teacher cannot stop you. So I say, who punished you, Senior Benson? Oh, sorry. I will help you talk to Senior Benson. <laughs> that was how your power was. So imagine, now let's bring it back home. <laughs> imagine the devil has been defeated. Are you seeing it? He has been defeated. So the enemies are principalities, power, might, and dominion. And we have authority over them. So I have authority over principalities and power. I have the kingdom of heaven. Don't forget, he says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. So, the kingdom talk about rule, authority, power. Rule, authority, power. And we said, that word, uh, annulled. It says, look at in Hebrews 2, verse. look at uh, Romans 3, verse 3. Romans 3, 3. Romans 3, 3. It says, for, for what... Some, what if some do not believe, shall, shall their unbelief make of no effect without God, uh, uh, with, uh, without effect, shall make their faith uh, of God without effect? No, that's not where I'm going. Look at First, first um, Corinthians 2 6. First Corinthians 2 6. Yes. He says, How be it? We speak wisdom among the perfect, not of the wisdom of this world, not the princes of this world that has come to naught. So we have. Power over them. Hebrews 2 verse 14. Go to Hebrews 2 14. Hebrews 2 verse 14. It says, For as much as the children are partakers of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same, that through that he might destroy him. Destroy means disannul, category in the Greek. He might destroy him, annul. Destroy him that has the power of death that is the devil. So the devil does not have any authority. I have the authority. Say, I have the authority. You're not sounding like you, meaning. We have the authority. The devil got the authority. He says he has been destroyed, annulled, defeated, gone. So we are reigning. We are reigning over him. Say, I'm reigning over him. I'm reigning over the works of darkness. You have, to, you have to know that. You are in charge now. James 4 verse 8. James 4 verse 8. I'm in charge now. James 4 verse 8. It says, Draw nigh to God, and they will draw nigh to you. In our says, in our says uh, uh, Look at verse 7, sorry. It says, submit yourself unto God, resist the devil, James 4 verse 7, and he will flee from you. Resist. So he's on your own. 
It's on your own. You can resist the devil. Some people have been healed of sicknesses before and it comes up again. You have to deal with it. That's why he said, be sober, First Peter 5, be sober, be vigilant. For even the devil, your adversary, move it like a rolling lion, sickle me, may devour. It's on your own account. You see, some people say, I was, I was healed of this condition before, but the sickness came back. Yes, because you have to take authority. The devil is not taking a break. It's you, taking, it's you that is taking a break. After the devil finished tempting Jesus, the Bible says, the devil went for a minute <laughs> that he might come back. He departed him for a while, meaning he's still coming back. So that's why we say be sober. We don't take breaks in this kingdom. We don't. We are in charge here. And I told you, the words of authority are confrontational. You must learn to confront the devil. The words of authority are confrontational. You must have authority. Have authority. You must have authority. Matthew 8. Go to Matthew 8. You must have the authority. Very confrontational. Matthew 8. Look at Matthew 8. The centurion servant. Are you there? Look at Matthew 8 verse 8. Let's look at the centurion servant. You should be there. I want us to read this together. Matthew 8 verse 8. So that I can start to close. Hallelujah. Are you enjoying this? Alright, Matthew 8 verse 8. The centurion answered and said, I am not worthy that thou shouldest come under my roof, but speak thy word that my servant will be healed. In verse 9 it says, For I am a man what? Under authority. Having soldiers under me, and I said to this man, Go, and he goeth. To this man, come, and he cometh. And to this servant, do this, and he doeth that. The same thing that happened to us. It says we are men under authority, right? That's the same thing that happens. We are men under authority. Uh, how does authority work? Faith in our words. Faith in our authority. It says, I said to this man, go. Remember my story of my high school. I just said this. I don't, even have to, I don't even have to call his name. Just at my eyes, looking at the junior, I've called him. He said, I'm just looking at him. Senior, please, are you calling me? That's all. <laughs> that's it I don't I don't have to stress sometimes you will give them the hard work just say the punishment is be using your spoon to fetch water just be fetching water inside this bucket make sure that it fills up just be using your spoon if you try anything outside your spoon <laughs> be using this water to take it <laughs> we, we punish Judas <laughs> Anyway, he says, I'm a man under authority. I say to this man, go and he goeth. To another, come and he cometh. And to this servant, do this and he doeth it. And Jesus answered and said, he said, Verily, verily, I have not found such a great faith in Israel. Now, what was Jesus marveled about? He has not seen anyone who understands his use of words like this man. You know, Jesus was marveled like, wow, how do you know how to use your authority like this? Even the disciples hasn't known this yet. He marveled like, wow, look at authority. That is how we can behave. I say to this man, go. That means I can say to the devil, leave me. Get out of here. In the name of, and it's under his account, right? Because we are in his name, right? Yes, so we can charge his account and say, in the name of Jesus, get out of here. Because he has been defeated. 
You have a problem, you have an addiction, you have an anger issues, you have sickness in your body. Well, it's time to use your words. It's time to use your words. What are you saying with your words? He says, I say to this man, go and he goeth. So, and what is under your response to you, right? Remember my high school story. What is under your response to you? They are under your feet. So they respond to you. They respond to your words. They respond to your actions. So you must realize they are, they are under your faith is in your words. You must understand that when you say it, it comes to pass. Tell your neighbor, say, you must understand that when you say it, it comes to pass. You must understand that when you say it, it comes to pass. So what are you saying? What are you saying? It comes to pass. Dominion is in words. The king ruled by words. The president of the United States just has to approve it. I watched some. I watched um, Designated Survivor on YouTube uh, on, on Netflix, and I found out that if the, the president wants Rochester to be born today, all that just needs to all they need him to do is say it. <laughs> That's all. They say, Mr. President, sir, just say it. It's at your word, sir. It's at your word, Mr. President, sir. I don't know why they always put down Mr. President, sir, and everything. Mr. President, sir, it's at your word. Just say it. Just say it. So, if the president says, I need the head of a woman, say it. <laughs> say it. That, that's, that's how he operates. Say it or sign it. Say it. That's how he controls the White House. Say it. What do you want, sir? Just say it. What do you want, sir? Just say it. How about us as believers? Christ has done us everything for us. What are you saying? What are you saying? Faith is in what? The king ruled by words. There's two ways you can have authority. Number one, by conquest or by coup. Conquest means you fight, you acquire it. You mean you, you kill people, you've done everything, and you conquer the place and you have acquired it. That's how many lands are gotten. That's how even we, a lot of people got freedom. But number two is by someone else doing that and giving the authority to you. Like saying, okay, I paid your debt for you. Now you are free to go to school. Just like the financial, they take care of the money. They will, call, they will collect it later. <laughs> That's it. I mean, some financial, they don't collect later. Some, if some loans, they give you money, we pay later. But it's like, I've given you the money, go. So, and that is the believer. By somebody else doing it and giving the authority to you. That's the believer. So you are going in his name. You must put your confidence in what he has done. You must have complete confidence in what he has done. You must have complete confidence in what Christ has done. You don't have to be so clean to, to, to command the devil. Oh, I got sin in my hands. Oh, I, I, I committed sin. I did this. No. In my name, on my account, not on your account. If you are waiting, if all of us are waiting to be clean in our thoughts, in our speech, in our heart, in our mind, in our actions, oh, the devil is going to kill us before we do anything, man. <laughs> but no, it's not on your account. It's on his account. It's on his name. So stop looking at your status before you command the devil. Stop condemning yourself before you say, oh, you devil, get out of here. I say, oh, I'm just feeling bad. I'm just feeling this. I don't, uh, no! Get out of that condemnation. Stop feeling condemned. No! It's on his account. 
He says, by grace you are saved, not of work, so that you don't boast. By grace. By grace. So your confidence is in him. When I speak God's word, I'm not speaking God's word on my account. I'm speaking God's word on his account. And I trust his word not to fail. I trust his word not to fail. If I can command a junior boy and tell a junior boy to sit down to, to do things for me on my account, how about on the account that is mightier than I? Hallelujah. So stop feeling condemned. Stop feeling, oh, I'm not clean. Oh, I'm not this. Oh, I'm not that. No. Wipe your tears. Get the devil out of you. Get the devil off you. Don't say, oh, I still did this uh, uh, two days ago. I still did this yesterday. So I'm just feeling, oh, no. Stop feeling condemned. You are saved by grace. It's on his account. The believer's authority is what Jesus has done. Not what you have done. It's like you, it's like you got a Mr. Beast debit card and you're just swiping. Just swiping. Just swiping. You borrow the PS5, borrow the uh, borrow the Tesla, borrow everything, and you're still swiping. And you're still swiping. Free, still swiping. On his account. On his account. Exercises 8, verse 4. Exercises 8, verse 4. Look at Exercises 8, verse 4. The book of Exodus 8 verse 4. So it's on his account. Exodus 8 verse 4. It's on his account. You don't feel condemned. You don't look at yourself and say, Oh, I'm, I'm condemned. Oh, I, I, I don't feel good. I don't feel bad. I feel terrible. I feel like an horrible sinner. How do I take the devil to do this? No! I don't have to fight the devil over authority. All I need to do is to be a believer. I don't have to fight the devil over authority. All I need to do is be a believer. Exodus 8 verse 4. It says, the words of a king's... What? Let's read it together. One, two, ready, go. Where the word of a king is? There is power. And don't forget, we read in Revelation 5 verse 10. It says, he has made you what? Kings and priests. So where your word is, there is power. The words of a king don't fall to the ground. I don't know if I've met kings here before. Kings. Okay, so I have to explain again. <laughs> is there kings in the United States? Mayo? Oh, no, that's, Mayo is not kings. There's no kings in the United States. Like traditional kings? Oh boy. Another salmon. Another I'll do another salmon. I will explain what kings is. Don't worry. So that you can see the... Oh, the queen. Yeah, we even have a king. We now have a king of King of King Charles of England. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But my own is still on this. <laughs> my own is on the traditional one. <laughs> we have a queen. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I will explain it later. Another service, not today. So I don't. <laughs> I've already used today to explain my body in school. Now I will explain the king of Odarud. Dorothy <laughs> is where I grew up, so I'll explain that one. Alright, so I don't have to fight the devil over authority. All I need to do is to be a believer. So I believe that Jesus defeated the devil. I believe it. I believe it. So there must be a assertiveness in your words. 
There must be an assertiveness in your words. There must be. So when you are speaking, you must know what you are saying. Look at the story of John the Baptist in, in, in um, Matthew 14. John the Baptist. John the Baptist was just on his own, speaking, and the king Herod just said, and the daughter just said, I want the head of King Herod. <laughs> that was it. And the Bible says, they brought the head on a platter. <laughs> That's a king. The, word, the kings rule by words. So you must have faith in your words. Faith in your words. You must believe your words carry authority. Say my words. They're not sounding like you mean it. Carry authority. So you have to use words of authority. So when it says in my name, I'm starting to close now. When it says in my name, it means in my account. In my account. In my account. So in the so what about the place of prayer concerning our authority? In the place of prayer, we also need to exercise our authority. In John 11, when Lazarus died, Lazarus is dead. Jesus prayed and Jesus gave thanks and said, I thank you, Lord, because you hear me always. In the place of prayer, we need to know how to deal with the situation because authority also works in our prayers. Prayer cannot work without authority. You must use your authority not to God but to the situation. You must use your authority. Look at what I'm saying. Think of what I'm saying. You must use your authority not to God. You don't use your authority to God, but to the situations in prayer. So my words must be channeled to the situation. So when I pray, I exercise my authority. So in the place of prayer, we exercise our authority. You must learn to pray. Tell your neighbor, say, you must learn to pray. You must learn to pray. You exercise your authority in the place of prayer. Things aren't going where you pray. You deal with the situation in prayer. You deal with the situation in prayer. James 4, resist the devil. And he will flee from you. Romans 15 verse 30 to 31 will reign. So my words must release power. My words must release power. Play for me, I close. My words must release power. So they, you, must, you, must, you must learn to you must learn to release your faith in the place of prayer. So, there's a point I'm talking to God, and there's a point I'm talking about the situation. There's a point I'm talking to God, and there's a point I'm talking to the situation. You must learn to release your praise, your faith in the place of prayer. So, and, you know, and, and stop saying in the place of prayer, Lord, take control. Lord, you want to pray, you're, you're praying about the situation, you're saying, Lord, take control. Lord, take control. Lord, just help me. Lord, just do this. You're not yet taking control. That's not how to pray. That's not how to deal with the situation. Lord, take control. Lord, take control. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Lord, I, I need your assistance. Oh, Lord, come and take control in this place. No. That is not how to exercise authority in the place of prayer. You address the issue. You address the situation. You don't feel guilty or condemned. You don't feel guilty or condemned. You address the issue. You, you, you face it point black. You face the issue squarely. You don't say, Lord, help me now. Come and take control. You address it. 
Righteousness consciousness. Righteousness consciousness is not for God, it's for you. You must feed your mind with righteousness consciousness. Sin is a family business, not Satan's business. So stop feeling, oh, I, I sinned, I did something terrible. That's why I cannot address a situation. That's why I cannot do this. No, sin is a family business. It's not the business of the devil. And glory to God, we have forgiveness of sins in Christ. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So I use my authority in Christ Jesus. In Matthew 16, it says, I give you the keys of the kingdom. And whatsoever thou shalt bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. And whatsoever thou shalt lose on earth shall be losing in heaven. So I use my authority in Christ. Bound means to instruct. That is, you allow or you disallow. So binding and losing are words of authority. Your words are the exercise of your authority. I tell you this morning, as we round up this series, turn your knowledge into words. Turn your knowledge into words. Take your place in Christ. When you see activities, even with your disciples, even with your ministry, <laughs> when you just see things going on, things are just not looking well with your ministry, your activities. Dear preacher, take your place in Christ. Step up and take your hold over that situations. Give instructions. See, I give instructions and they follow my authority. I take my place in Christ. I use my words rightly. I use my words rightly. My words exercise power. My words exercise power. I take my place in Christ. When you see issues, when you see situations, address them. When you're praying, don't pray, Lord, help me. Lord, assist me. Lord, no. You talk to the issue. You confront it. Words of authority are confrontational. You see sickness in your body. Well, you devil, get out of here. You see yourself be a sickness you were healed of coming back to your body. Get out. That's the devil trying to attempt himself again because he doesn't give up. Like I told you, we don't take breaks in this kingdom. There's no break. There's no vacation. It's the internal fight with the devil. And his quote says, Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Ephesians 6. That you may be able to withstand the devil. So we are stronger. Say I'm stronger. I take my place in Christ. I use my authority. My words don't fall to the ground. I reign over enemies, principalities and powers. I reign over sickness. I reign over diseases. I take my place in Christ. I use my authority. I have dominion. I have dominion. I have dominion. Lift your voice.